live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Oh, yes. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni on this President's Day. Welcome all of you who are still getting out there, working the grind, getting that extra paper today on a holiday weekend. I appreciate you. We appreciate you here at 95.7 The Game, where we are locked and loaded and local all day. We got Larry Kruger, Alan Stiles coming up after me at 6 o'clock. We got... Willard and Steiny, 10 to 2. I cannot wait for that. I'm scheduled to be off at 10, but I just might stick around for a couple hours just to see what happens there. It's going to be electric. It's going to be exciting. Or it's going to be a disaster. Either way, I got to tune in from 10 to 2. And then from 2 to 6, we got the great, the wonderful, the magnificent Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason joining the Ray, the Ratto himself. And we're locked and loaded here, folks. 95-7 the game all day. We got an awful lot to get into. Starting with that disaster we saw in Utah last night. That is known as the NBA All-Star Game. Just atrocious. Just, and I'll start here. It wasn't the best day for you, boy. If you lived in East Oakland in certain parts, you were without power from like 1 o'clock till 7.30 last night. So I didn't get to watch all this live. I had to re- go back, which is probably even worse having to go back and watch that S show in Utah. Just, what are we doing, first of all? NBA with the taking the reserves first because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Newsflash, Adam Silver, someone's still going to get picked last, whether they're a starter or not. It ended up being Jokic. But what are we doing? Seriously. Like, or marketing, right? It was second to last as Jokic. Who cares? Who cares? Like, what are we doing with the reserves? Are we, are we trying to like help people's feelings there? Are we in the feelings business in the NBA now? Because someone might get picked last. And I think KD had a great quote. It's like, you're the, you're the selected last. You're the, like, the brokest millionaire. You're still a millionaire. Like you're a, People say so-and-so is like a, a poverty franchise because their owner's not the richest. Well, you're still a billionaire, right? Like... So that really grinded my gears, first of all. But most of it was me having no power and no Wi-Fi and complaining. And my, as my son was like, Dad, what are we doing? We have no power. I can't watch Disney Plus. Go outside, kid. That's what I had to do. All right? I'm acting like I'm 75 years old when I'm not even 30 yet. But you get it. Just having to watch the re- rewatch that, not even be able to watch it live because my power is out, made me more upset. Because the NBA All-Star Game used to be fun. And somewhere within the last 20-plus years, the league has shifted from team-based to player-based. And what I mean by that is the way we root in the NBA. And let me know if it applies to other sports at 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Xfinity Mobile Text Line. YouTube, hello, hit me up there as well. Twitch, Twitter, at Spadoni underscore Joe. But somewhere within the last 20 plus years, and maybe it started with LeBron, maybe it started with MJ. We went from rooting for whole teams to rooting for individual players. 
And that is not more apparent than what took place at the All-Star game yesterday. The whole notion of selecting players and getting rid of East versus West is because we only care about the individual. We don't care about the collective anymore. We don't care about the whole team aspect. And that sucks. And that's taken a lot away from the All-Star game and just how we care about the NBA this season. You know, this remark from Adam Silver Friday that I'm about to play really kind of pissed me off. And I'm going to play it for all of you. But the notion that the league has never been more competitive as it is this season, and you're just going by the numbers and how everyone's bunched up in the West, that's gross. Watch the product. It's never been worse. This is the worst NBA season I have watched in my lifetime. Player and load management. 10% of the league getting traded at the deadline. That's not good for the league. What's a rivalry anymore? I don't know. Does any Do any of these players care? Other than Dylan Brooks and Shannon Sharp? Like, where's my investment? I used to love getting up early on a Sunday morning to see what the the East game was. Knicks versus so-and-so. Oh, Knicks have been terrible all my life. But you get what I'm saying. Whether it was the Celtics versus the Pistons or something like that. Like, now it's just... There could be Grizzlies versus Pelicans on a Wednesday night. <sighs> Zion's not playing. He's hurt. I get it. But we're load managing John this matchup. It's like, what are we doing? As a consumer, I want to be entertained. Last night was not entertainment. And here's how the league's commissioner started all off on Friday when he did his yearly press conference at the All-Star Game. Here's Adam Silver. This has been the single most competitive season in our history as a measure of team records um, in terms of the closeness and measured by um, by wins and losses around the season. I think that's a reflection of the incredible quality of play we have in this league. Um, the, the dramatic number of international players now in the league. And it's interesting also that we've had... Um, probably as much player movement this year as any time in our history. And I think that speaks to teams as we got close to the trade deadline trying to situate themselves in the best possible position to compete going into the playoffs. And in this case, over 10% of the entire league was moved roughly in the last week before the trade deadline. And so there's so much positive happening in this league. Again, I, I just end my opening remarks by thanking the people here. 10% of the league was traded at the deadline, and that's a good thing? If you're a fan of the Brooklyn Nets, all five of you, you think that's a good thing? That your roster was gutted as you started competing for an NBA championship? At least you felt like it prior to KD's injury? You felt like things were starting to go well? Oh, we might actually be good. We might actually salvage this thing. No, gone. You think that's good for the league, Adam Silver? It's a joke. It's turned into a player league, and I get it. We want to root for the players we want, and I'm not ever going to go against a player getting, trying to get theirs over the owners. I get it. And I'm all for the player empowerment. I'm all for the social justice change. I'm all for that. But we've jumped the shark when it comes to load management, when it comes to giving in to the players demanding trade requests. And it's all started, I probably, with LeBron going to 
the Miami Heat, that kicked it all off this last decade because it's never been more apparent than it is now. The rivalries are dead. Everyone loves each other. Everyone's best friends. We're afraid that someone's going to get picked last. So now we pick the reserves last and we get guys like Jokic, who's going to win a third straight MVP, by the way, getting picked next to last. He thought it was a joke. It was funny, I thought. He didn't take it seriously, which no one of these guys should. Just be grateful you're in an all-star game. And the fact that, again, I know no defense gets played, and defense wasn't played when Kobe was the was even playing, and the award's named after him. I get it. Defense is never played at a high level. But at least it was played a little bit. I still remember Kobe blocking LeBron twice in the same all-star game. That was cool. That was a moment. That was fun. And we had East versus West our best player against your best player in each conference. That was fun. That was what a rivalry used to be. Now, I see these guys playing each other all the time. They're all buddy, buddy, and no one cares. The effort out there, lacking. And here's the coach of Team LeBron, Mike Malone, and here's his thoughts. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. I mean, I give Joel and B, Kyrie Irving, those guys were like competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in, but um, no one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but that that is a tough game to sit through, I'm not going to lie. I agree, Mike Malone, and I had to rewatch it because my power was out. That was a tough rewind. Yikes. It literally came on like around like 7.30, so right when that fourth quarter, which they turned the clock off and it's the try to get to this target score came on, and they start trying a little bit, and trying is putting it nicely towards the end because everyone just wants to get there as they want to finish it up, wrap it up, and they made it somewhat of a game interesting towards the end. I like that little wrinkle, but again... If it's not going to ramp up, and that was the point of that wrinkle, to turn off the clock and just put a target score there. The whole point was for them to ramp it up towards the end there. It just didn't happen on the defensive end, and it's never going to happen again. And to Mike Malone's point, there is no fixing it. This is what it is now. Players are more concerned with their own safety and securing the bag than putting on a show for the fans. That's just what it comes down to. And the player investment from the franchises, when it comes to their health and their bottom line, caused all of it. I'm not here to blame the players. The franchises and the league caused this. Adam Silver and the owners, they caused this. And there is no fixing it. But don't go out there, Adam Silver, and tell me that the league has never been more competitive as it is this season. And that 10% of players around the league getting traded at the deadline is good for the league. And that this all-star game was quote-unquote good for the league. Because it's not. The highlight of the weekend was Mac McClung winning the dunk contest. And that guy's on a two-way contract in the NBA. No disrespect to Mac McClung. He was awesome. I've been following that kid. I'm sure a lot of us since his YouTube highlights in high school. And it was fun to watch him. And it's always fun to watch the short guy win. He's only 6'2", short in NBA standards, taller than most of us probably. But, again, that's the highlight of the weekend. A guy that's barely making a roster spot in the NBA. 
What are we doing? 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Am I being too salty, folks? Am I just angry at the world because my power is out and I had to rewatch that BS last night? Let me know. Good morning, Jesus and EJ on the YouTube chat. Buenos dias. Appreciate you guys checking in on the YouTube chat. 209 from the Xfinity mobile, uh, mobile text line. Spud Webb was better than McClung. I'm sure. Well, Spud Webb was also like 5'3 or something ridiculous, right? It's not even close. Yeah, Nate Robinson. McClung was fun, though. At least like it got some respectability back to the dunk contest. I appreciated the fact that he never missed. Like... Sooner or later, I can't stop watching. I can. I stopped watching these dunk contests because everyone kept missing. Like, what are we doing? Practice this stuff, folks. It's like they haven't practiced it before, and they're just now practicing it in front of millions of people, and it's not working. And then the product suffers. Like, this is awkward. None of these guys can make anything. All right, it's chopped on. It's top level chef or whatever. The next thing from Gordon Ramsay on in the back. 510, Xfinity Mobile Texan. Why are we mad about an All-Star game being non-competitive? That is every single sport. It's entertainment to you, but it's a business to these players. Why would they care about an exhibition game that doesn't matter? Well, that's the point. Why even play it then? That's what I'm getting at. Like, don't go out there and try to sell this product to me. Do something, do something like the flag football in the NFL. Do like a one-on-one. And the players will never do that because they're too sensitive and they don't want to get quote-unquote owned and it go all over social media. And then the reputation is quote-unquote ruined because Giannis went one-on-one versus LeBron and then Giannis blocked LeBron and it's like, oh, Giannis is just beat it together. It's all stupid. It's dumb. But just lean into the fact that it's ridiculous and stupid. Just lean into it at that point. Like... There was so many memes from that game last night where I just saw screenshots of everyone standing in a corner and it was literally a one-on-one. It's like, come on. Like, I don't want to sit here for a couple hours and waste everyone's time. It's stupid. And the fact that it's named after Kobe Bryant, the guy, the only guy of the last 15 years to actually take the All-Star game seriously on both ends of the floor, and for Jason Tatum to win it, not playing a lick of defense or doing anything else and no one playing a lick of defense, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to lie. It was gross. The guy that actually cared about playing in the All-Star game, you named the trophy after him and none of these guys even care? I hate it. I just hate it. Jason Tatum wins the MVP. 55 points, 6 assists, 10 rebounds. Donovan Mitchell, he tried his best to uh, bring it in. He had a hell of a game, too. 40 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds in his return to Utah. But what are your thoughts? 888 Xfinity Mobile text line, YouTube, hello. 209, McClung wasn't that great as they are trying to hype it up. I thought he was pretty good. Again, my standards are so low, I just want you to make your first dunk attempt every time. Like That's, that's where I'm at at this point. I cannot sit back and watch these guys miss two to three times in a row. Sooner or later, just cut the cord. I'm over it. 209, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is a business guy. Yeah. And I business is always going to be booming for them, right? They're always going to hype it up and stuff like that. But this, But to come out and say this has been the most competitive NBA season ever is just a lie. 
And I know he has a little caveat. Well, if you just go by the standings, watch the games. Have you watched the Warriors this season? They're just emblematic of how, how crappy the product is on this regular season. Star being out, Steph Curry. Up and down, no defense. Like, the league is not the most competitive it's ever been. It's actually the opposite. Like, I only could see, in the East anyways, they're the top competitive. You got the Sixers, you've got the Celtics, and you got the Bucks. And the East, for the most part, has probably been better than the West all year. And we'll see if the Suns can start doing anything now that they traded for Kevin Durant. But I look at the West and that mess, I don't consider that being competitive. I just think it's bad basketball. That's what I've seen this season. And last night was kind of emblematic of that. It was just not caring. And I think that's what's going on for a lot of the players this way. And I heard Anthony Edwards, and I appreciated this from the young star player, saying, like, listen, man, if you're 80%, you got to go out there and play. You owe it to not only your teammates, the franchise, but the fans. 80% is what he's talking about. And there's a lot of guys who are, if I'm only 80%, I'm not going out there. Well, newsflash, at the end of the season, no one's going to be 100%. And no one's going to be 100% right now. That's not how sports work. It's not how the NBA works. It's not how the NFL works. And it's not how Major League Baseball works or hockey. You're never going to be 100% all year long. And I understand in the investment that teams and owners have made. Sorry, governors. Don't want to offend anyone. But I understand the investment that they made in particular players and wanting to keep that investment healthy and be able to make more money throughout the season and be available with games. So that's taking them out on back-to-backs, on road trips, stuff like that. It's, it's finally culminated, folks, into this season where it's all coming together and it's made just for a bad product. Do you agree with me at 888-957-9570, that this is the worst NBA regular season of your lifetime? Because this is mine. And Joe Shasky, morning roast, he's off today. Hope you're sleeping in nice and well, Joe. He agrees with me. We've been talking about this all season long. It's just a bad product. So when you're coming out before the All-Star game and trying to sell me like it's a great one, it does leave me a little angry and peeved as a consumer of the product and a guy that has to talk about it day in and day out to all you beautiful people who are up this early with me. It annoys me. It annoys me. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570-209. Nobody cares about the NBA All-Star. Fans don't even care about the NBA All-Star. Well, I know Twitter's not the end-all be-all, and they're going to gas up everything in negative light or positive light. But I think people do still care about it, whether it's just watching it to watch it to see what happens. Maybe there's an injury. Maybe something's going to happen. Maybe there's a sweet dunk. Again, uncontested, cool dunk that might seem cool in the moment. Then you look back like, oh, whatever. But yeah, you watch it just to see if someone says something on live TV. Is Chuck going to say something? By the way, (laughs) I know we love to hate Charles Barkley here in the Bay Area. 
But you cannot deny this guy's hilarious. Telling Draymond to his face that the Warriors are cooked was probably the funniest part of the weekend. <laughs> and Draymond, my God, he's so good on the mic. He's so good. Whether we want to, I know he's kind of a hot topic and polarizing figure here in the Bay when it comes to Draymond Green this season in particular. Shout out One Punch Man. But <laughs> he is so damn good on that mic. And his, and his rapport with Charles Barkley is just so fun to watch. And if it is the last dance, quote-unquote, and who knows, maybe Draymond opts out. I think he has a few more years left in him still, but you never know if these players, if they want to, excuse me, keep extending their career or hang it up and go to the booth. He'd be excellent, as he showed yesterday. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, if you want to weigh in on that. EJ Gomez on the YouTube chat, the All-Star game definitely needed Curry and Clay. Definitely Steph. I will agree on that. Steph would have made things more fun, only because uh, everyone's not playing defense anyways. I'm trying to do ridiculous shots like Dame yesterday, Dame Dalla. Yes. At least with Steph, you could actually like attempt just, just do full-court shots the whole time, Steph. That would actually entertain me. That video that leaked early in the year when he made like six or seven like half-court or full-court shots or whatever it was, in a row, and clearly it was doctored and fake. We all knew that. But some people thought it was real. It's like, why don't you just do that Like just during the NBA All-Star game? If it's this stupid and no one's going to play, just lean into it. Just lean into that, that factor. The ridiculousness of it all. Shout out Rob Deerdeck. Lean into that. It would be fun. And a guy like Steph, I think, caters to a no-defense kind of All-Star game anyways. He's going to be taking ridiculous shots with or without defense, to be quite honest. So yes, yeah, Steph was missed. He's just a fun guy to be around. He's the showman on the court. Him, LeBron, Giannis, all those guys. It would have been fun to see. LeBron and Giannis, by the way, leaving the game. Giannis with his wrist injury, and then LeBron dunking and hurting his finger. He looked fine. I saw him clapping on the sideline. I think he's fine. Giannis, hopefully nothing too serious with the wrist there. But, again, that's the risk you run playing in any game, whether there's defense or offense or not. I'm just I'm just looking at this final score still. 184 to 175. We're gonna hit two hundred like consistently in the next couple of years, aren't we? Two hundred points. And it's pretty ridiculous this season in the regular season. Like, it's an average night to see someone score like one forty five to like one fifty. Like I feel like that's not uncommon. Like we see this constantly. Well, we see it constantly with the Warriors this year. We've been all following along. They're giving up 130-plus constantly and consistently. That's the NBA now. You just go offense, full offense. And we've been talking about, you know, if Draymond decides to move on this offseason, like how the overall philosophy of the Warriors could possibly change. Maybe they just go all offense. Maybe you just say, hey, you know what? We're going to lean into the Mike D'Antoni system, and we're just going to go three, three, three. Maybe they do that. Maybe that's where the league is just headed overall, and we just got to deal with it. But I choose to think that defense is still fun to watch, and even the minuscule amount we were getting a decade plus ago in the All-Star game would have been better than what we saw last night. That's all I got to say. NBA 876 on the YouTube chat. All-Star game was boring. Needed Steph and Clay. They agree. 209, Xfinity Mobile text line. David Stern was a big NBA fan basketball guy promoting the brand. You know what? That's a great point, 209, that I think is undervalued. 
And I had my problems with David Stern. Listen, he nixed the CP3 trade deal from New Orleans to Los Angeles Lakers, and that set Kobe back to the point where he never competed for a championship again. And I was angry and bitter at David Stern for doing that. I still don't understand why he did it, because the New Orleans Hornets at the time were getting back a hell of a trade package. But again, I digress. Past is the past. The future is now. But say what you want about David Stern. He cared about the product. He was invested in the league. He loved his players. And yes, we know about the frozen envelope, Patrick Ewing, all that sort of stuff. We get all that. But he cared about the product so much. Adam Silver, does he really, really, truly care about this product that he's putting out on the floor, night in and night out? When you give remarks like like this, are you really caring? This has been the single most competitive season in our history as a measure of team records um, in terms of the closeness and measured by um, a, a, by wins and losses around the season. I think that's a reflection of the incredible quality of play we have in this league. Um, the, the dramatic number of international players now in the league. And I, it's interesting also that we've had... Um, probably as much player movement this year as any time in our history. And I think that speaks to teams as we got close to the trade deadline trying to situate themselves in the best possible position to compete going into the playoffs. And in this case, over 10% of the entire league was moved roughly in the last week before the trade deadline. And so there's so much positive happening in this league. Again, I, I just end my opening remarks by thanking the people here. Again, Adam Silver to start off the All-Star Weekend this past Friday. We're going to take a quick break here, come on back, dive into more of this NBA All-Star Game. What you liked, what you didn't like over the weekend, Mac McClung, what have you. Mike Malone's post-game presser last night had some interesting thoughts. We'll revisit those comments again. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 is the number. If you would like to get involved, Xfinity Mobile Text Line, YouTube chat, appreciate all of you. Twitch, hello again if you want to hit me up at Twitter, at Spadoni underscore Joe. This is the pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Oh, patriotic here. Welcome back to the pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Happy President's Day to all of you who observe, or all of you just enjoy the nice company day off wherever you work. If you are working, shout you out. Getting up early, getting off late. It's never easy. The grind never stops. Maybe you have a project you got to finish. Maybe you're traveling back home. Maybe you're just leaving today. Whatever it is, I appreciate you, and I salute you in your service to this great nation. 888-957-9570, Be sure to download that Odyssey app wherever you are. Favorite 95.7 The Game. And if you're just not into sports, if you're into music, talk shows, political stuff, President's Day again, anything, download that Odyssey app and you can listen to thousands of different stations. Talking All-Star Game, we're talking All-Star Weekend, 
the weekend that was. How was your weekend? What was your highlight? Didn't have to be the All-Star game. Highlight of my weekend was kind of a low light. Uh, power going out yesterday. Bunch of us affected in East Oakland. If you are a part of that, let me know. Shout out to a certain uh, gas and electric company for uh, seemingly uh, messing with my power. It seems like once a month now. Uh, yeah, not too happy about that one. Again, not, not naming any names. Just a certain gas and electric company. But my God, get it together. Come on. Come on, folks. Come on, people. Good morning, Ernie Chavez on the YouTube chat. What's up, buddy? Appreciate you chiming in. A lot of you chiming in on the All-Star Game as it was this weekend in Utah again. Jason Tatum coming home with the MVP. The league has never been more competitive per Adam Silver, so I guess that's good. Thinks it's good that 10% of the league was traded at the deadline. Do you think that's good? 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. I like it when players you know, stay on their teams. Shout out Steph Curry, shout out Klay Thompson, shout out Draymond Green. It makes me appreciate guys like Giannis and Steph more when they stay on their respective teams. And I'm not going at a guy like LeBron and stuff like that. Hey, he has every right to want to leave. He has fulfilled his obligation every single time. And when he has done so, he has elected free agency and left, which is his right. But guys like Steph and maybe Giannis in the future, hey, maybe Giannis will leave. But Steph, I believe, will be a warrior for life. That is a rare commodity. And it makes me appreciate him and Clay and Draymond and what the Warriors have been able to do this last decade even more so after watching this trade deadline unfold, after watching this All-Star game and this NBA product, which is how it turned into me first, not team first. It's turned into rooting for particular players instead of the entire team. And the Warriors, they're doing it the old-fashioned way. We'll build through our draft picks, and we're going to keep our guys that we value. And they did that with Steph, Dre, and Clay. And I think Warriors fans, they're having a hard time this season with this difficult year that they've been doing. They're having a hard time coming to the realization that it might be ending. And you know, it doesn't last forever. Stuff like this doesn't last forever. And they have been seemingly having the greatest trio run of draft picks in the history of of the National Basketball Association. This has been the greatest run for a trio of draft picks ever for a franchise. I heard Steiny talking about this last week, and it, it really got me to think. I was like, are you serious? Because you think of automatically, you think of trios, great trios in the past, like the Heat, only got two titles. You think of Magic, Kareem, Worthy, Showtime Lakers. Well, Worthy came on a little later. He didn't win five titles like Magic and Kareem did. So, yeah. If the Warriors were able to finish off the run this year, they would surpass the Magic, the Kareem, the Worthy trio. Because that's the standard right now. And the fact that they are even in that conversation is just ridiculous. And again, Kareem wasn't even a draft pick from the Lakers. Worthy, obviously, and Magic. They were. So... Again, kudos to what the Warriors have done this last time. And I'm not right. I'm not piling dirt on them. Don't worry, Warriors fans. The season's not over yet. I'm just saying it's time to appreciate what they have been doing. And I think far too often we take what they're doing for granted. They just won the freaking championship last year. And we're calling for Steve Kerr to get fired. We're calling for Bob Myers. Yeah, he should step down. He shouldn't come back. Clay, 
we should see the thing about training. I was like, let's just won the freaking championship less than a year ago. All right. Let's see where we're at in March and April. Okay. Okay. RLI on the YouTube chat, going back to the all-star game, David Stern ran the NBA like a business. The social stuff and the players quote feelings didn't come before the league. Adam Silver is a joke, honestly. Uh, I'm not, listen, the social justice I'm all about. I think that's great. I think that's important. I'm glad uh, the league took initiative on that. I'm glad the players took initiative on that. I think that's great. I'm not getting into the social aspect. I think that is all well and good. I'm talking about the on-court product, which is suffering mightily. I'm talking about that on-court product, which sees me not seeing stars week in and week out playing for said team, whether it's load management, whether uh, my knee is sore and I can't go, whether I'm actually 75%, not 80%. So I'm electing not to play today, but I hope you can uh, understand it's not playing on back-to-backs. And for a guy like Clay Thompson, by the way, who just now got cleared to play back-to-backs, I am so happy for Clay because that's a guy coming off two major injuries in the first time in three years, he finally got to play a back-to-back in a loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. But just to see him back there out on the floor had to mean the world to him. And a guy like Clay Thompson, I can only imagine what he feels like seeing all these other guys around the league who are healthy and electing not to play on back ends of back-to-back. And listen, maybe I'm crushing the players and it's the wrong people. I should be crushing, and this is kind of who I mean. It's the franchise itself. It's the team's. It's the owners. It's the general managers. It's the medical staff that talk to these owners and general managers. It's these guys are the ones saying, nah, we should keep him out. You know, the, the stats show that, you know, he, he'll really be at full potential in this game on this road trip. So maybe we should keep him out today. That's weak. It's weak, and it's why the product is failing this season, and it's why it's been the worst NBA regular season to watch in my lifetime. And I get it. I'm only. 29 years old, but I've been watching basketball for the better part of 25 years. 888 Mobile Text Line on the dunk contest. The dunk contest, psh, a bunch of chumps vertically filming an event they are physically good at. Dot, 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 corny. Yeah, I've never been a huge dunk contest guy myself. I feel like sooner or later, I think we've done it all, folks. I think we've I think I've seen pretty much all the dunks I'm gonna need to see. Again, Mac McClung was fun to watch this weekend. He was really fun. He's also struggling to stay on an NBA roster. For whatever that's worth. And that's really cool that he got the what is a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it was. Hell, give him five million dollars if that's what it's gonna take to get this thing exciting again. You have the money for it, NBA. Make it willing for some of these players to come out. Like, oh. Five million? Okay. We'll see Levine v. Uh, Gordon again for five mil. You might see LeBron come out there. Ah, relax, he's not coming back. He's not even going to come out there. Although it would be funny because the whole knock on LeBron from people in the past in the media. You know who I'm talking to? Talking about a little bitter old man on Fox. But one of the criticisms of LeBron, he's never took place in the dunk contest, and that kind of took away from the magnitude of the event and stuff like that. But can you imagine, like, 40-year-old LeBron? Yeah, you know what? I kind of feel like I'm doing the dunk contest this year. I'd respect it. Like, okay. But then if you're a young guy going up against a 40-year-old LeBron and lose, that wouldn't be embarrassing. He's the GOAT. One of the GOATs. So don't worry about it. Like, come on. 
That'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty funny. Although, or just get guys like Steph. Get guys like just shorter, like the, again the McClung. Get the shorter guys to do it, or do it in individual positions. I think that would be kind of cool. Get like a point guard division. Get a power forward division. Get the center position. Do stuff like that. Maybe you'll find something there. Who knows? Just trying to throw anything at the wall to see if it sticks. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero two zero nine Zion. Would be a spectacular dunker at the All-Star. Again, great point. Maybe have like a rookie class do it. Something like that. For the future events. I'm trying here, folks. Trying to spice this thing up. And again, maybe I'm just trying to put lipstick on a pig and make it look pretty. And that's just what the NBA product is now all about. We're going to take one more break here. Come on back. Do a little crossover. Alan Styles, And it's going to be Alan Styles and Larry Kruger today from 610. And again, we're live and local all day on this President's Day, 95-7 the game. We got Allen and Larry Kruger, 6-10, to 10-2. This is the one you're not going to want to miss, folks. Mark Willard and Matt Steinmetz, power duo there, Willard and Steiny. And then 2-6, to six, we got the great Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason and Ray Ratto. Not going to want to miss that. Not going to want to miss anything right here on 95-7 the game. This is the pregame show, and if you would like to get involved again, 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, hit me up there, at Spadoni underscore Joe, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni. One more second here for you before tossing it over to Larry Kruger and Alan Styles. Again, we are live and local all day right here on 95.7 The Game for President's Day. Whether you guys are just getting off work, getting on work still, maybe you have the day off, maybe you're traveling, maybe you're going someplace. Appreciate you downloading that Odyssey app and favoriting 95.7 The Game or listening on the old-fashioned way on the radio dial. Again, live and local all day here on 95.7 The Game. Larry Kruger, Alan Styles, 10. Check that, 6 to 10. Willard and Steiny, or from the YouTube chat, Ken C here. Steiny Willard or Willard and Steiny? Well, we'll see. Either combination of them from 10 to 2. And Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason, the 5th. And Ray Ratto from 2 to 6. So, live and local all day here on this President's Day as we are discussing All-Star Weekend here in the NBA and Adam Silver with the most ridiculous opening statement of the weekend, saying that this is the most competitive NBA season he has ever seen. Let's revisit this one more time, shall we? This has been the single most competitive season in our history as a measure of team records um, in terms of the closeness and measured by um, a, a, by wins and losses around the season. I think that's a reflection of the incredible quality of play we have in this league. Um, the, the dramatic number of international players now in the league. And it's interesting also that we've had... Um, probably as much player movement this year as any time in our history. And I think that speaks to teams as we got close to the trade deadline trying to situate themselves in the best possible position to compete going into the playoffs. And in this case, over 10% of the entire league was moved roughly in the last week before the trade deadline. 
And so there's so much positive happening in this league. Again, I, I, I just end my opening remarks by thanking the people here. Okay. Just, again, don't lie to me. I hate being lied to, especially, and I know they do it all the time, especially the Goodells, the Silvers, the Manfrauds, all those guys. And Adam, he's done a pretty good job at making people think that he is not like the Goodell and the Manfreds and stuff like that. He's all he's all different. He's about the social change. He's he's with it. He's cool with it. All that sort of stuff. Don't get it twisted. He is just like those other guys. He is. He's just like them. Has he done some good things? Yes. He has. Goodell has also done some good things in the past. Manfred? Uh, don't get me started on him. But all these guys are the same. They're all about the bottom line. But again, this goes back to what I saw in the YouTube chat earlier, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting the name. But David Stern, he cared about the product. Say what you will. He cared about the NBA product. He was a businessman, yes, but he cared. That was David Stern. Look at Adam Silver now. Does he have that same level of care when it comes to his product? Does he? Truly. When I see him speak, when I see him address the public, it's very robotic. It's very Goodellbot, shout out South Park. It's just very, I'm going to tell you what the owners are feeling, and this is it. Stern, and every commissioner is kind of like that, sure. But Stern, I felt, was being authentic. At least. At least he seemingly was. He was probably feeding me BS like all these guys do. But still, come on. Come on, man. Tell me that this league has never been more competitive. When I'm seeing blowouts left and right, I'm not seeing defense. I'm seeing more defense from that all-star game last night than I'm seeing in a night-in, night-out basis. Come on. As Alan Stiles joins me here in the cross over here on the pregame show. And Alan, your just initial thoughts on mm. the game last night. i got to preface it with this. I'm in a salty mood because my power was out for like eight hours last night. Yeah. Did you get hit by that, by the no, way? So we happened to be, we were doing some baby stuff in Berkeley. Okay. So we, we missed all that. But Alameda, I heard it was gone in Alameda. It was yeah. all over. So <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I, I hope you, you made it okay. Yeah, I got to watch basically that fourth quarter where they turn off like the shot clock and turn off, uh, not the shot clock, but they turn off the clock. Oh, you had it gone that long? I had it gone from 1 o'clock till... 7:45. Wow. Yeah, not fun. Wow. Not fun. Yeah, we so got I back. Re- I just just imagine missing that All Star game and rewatching it the whole t- whole. Oh all back. goodness, no! You got to fire up the highlights. Yes, I'm that's sorry. basically what I kind of did. You know, Jason Tatum <laughs> and his MVP. I, I we know he loves Kobe Bryant, so <laughs> yes. good on him. Yes. And Kobe, there was some sound that you know somebody had resurfaced last week about Kobe and how he was basically talking about the All-Star game and how it used to be so competitive and yeah. guys going at guys. Look, I understand nobody wants to get hurt. Well, LeBron still mess up his finger on the rim. So Giannis' if you're wrist go- is messed up. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to be out there, you know, you might as well. You don't got to get to 100%, but give us something. I think Steph Curry was incredibly missed, sorely missed. He's a guy who that type of stuff plays. If you're not going to just clear out the lane and make a pseudo dunk contest and let's see some people shoot from half court, which some people, some people did. But besides that, I, I don't care about lay. You should get negative points for layups. 
Yes. In the All-Star game. Like they're just, what are we doing? Yeah, we're doing Euro steps to the basket. We're no, just Olay defense. Like, come and, on. And here's the thing. It was in Utah. So it's not like these guys are, were hung over. That's a good. You point. know, it's not like it was in Miami or something where no. you could see it. That you were in Utah. Oh, it is. God. It is in, almost impossible to be hung over there. And it was just this whole night was weird when we're celebrating guys like Carl Malone and yeah, Don Sa- like it's just it Rough just night. Left, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And when when we name an MVP after a guy in Kobe Bryant that gave his all and cared about the All Star mm-hmm. game, like you mentioned. When we see a guy like Jason Tatum, and I'm not here, I'm not here listening to crush any particular player. But when we see stuff like that last night, when we're making memes out of no defense, like what are we doing? I yeah, grew up. It's you, not on Jason Tatum. It's not though. on Jason Tatum. It's not yeah. on him. But like, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth when we name an MVP after a guy that cared about the game and cared about two way play, and to see it turn into what it's turned into last night, when we're going to be averaging almost 200 points in every All Star game now, it's just rough. Like it just it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and it goes back to. And I think in our lifetime, we've seen this shift, and I brought it up in the chat. We've seen this shift from team empowerment to individual player empowerment. Yeah. And rooting for teams and rooting for an East versus a West to just rooting for individual players. And it's now culminated in an individual draft before the NBA All-Star game where we don't even care about the teams anymore. Where did my guy go? I'm a I'm a LeBron fan. I'm not a I'm not a Heat fan. I'm not a Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm not a Laker. I'm a LeBron fan. What's he doing? What's Jokic doing? What's uh, Giannis doing? Like that's why it goes back to the Warriors for me. And in this market, we are so blessed to be able to root for a team that is comprised of three stars that were drafted. Right. These are homegrown players, and I think fans are having a hard time this season coming to the realization that this might be the last dance. It, it might be. It might be, and that's why, you know, going back to Joe Lacob and Bob Myers being pretty upset about a lot of the luxury tax stuff because, yeah, it doesn't happen often where you have three guys that hit, but the Warriors were able to make it, and they shouldn't be penalized for that. I think, you know, me and Larry are going to get into it as well later in the show when it comes to the NBA and the star power. I think the NBA should worry. If you look at the trajectory of the NBA and their star power, they are, once Steph and LeBron are done, they're heading into uncharted waters, and I don't know how prepared they are for it. No, it's a good point, because I'm thinking about other leagues right now that are prepared for it, because you think of a guy that just retired just past, past you, Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, that was the guy for a while, but you saw the next era. You got Mahomes. It was Mahomes. Yeah, you got and Mahomes. And you saw that culminate in a win in the Super Bowl over the Philadelphia Eagles. You look around, like, the Major League Baseball – they got stars. Like mm-hmm. they like whether you like them or not. And I, boy, do Giants knows about losing out on the stars this off season. But Aaron Judge, say what you will about the record. If it was the true record, Barry Bonds, all that sort of stuff. But he means something, and he plays for the New York Yankees. Guys like that. You go look at Mookie Betts for the LA Dodgers. You have your stars in place. The NBA, to your point, Steph only getting older. LeBron. We're taking him for granted. He's doing amazing things at 38 years old. He's going to be out of the league. You would think soon. Giannis, okay. But again, you're looking past that. Uh, Zion was supposed to be the guy. Well, it's, Is and, it was it Jaw? Is he's Jaw? Uh, look, and again, 
When you look at Giannis and you look at Luka and you look at the international piece of this, yes, you've had Dirk Nowitzki, you've had Yao Ming, you've had guys, international guys, be stars in the league, but never to the fact where they were the face. And I'm not saying it won't work. I hope it does. All I'm saying is I don't know that the NBA is prepared for this. I don't know that they're prepared for the end of this era with no other heir apparent. You had the kind of the overlap with Steph and LeBron, and now who's next? Is it Tatum? I don't know. Yeah. All I know is there's nobody. The thing about LeBron and Steph, there was hate-watching going on. There yes. was heroes, and there were villains. That, there's nothing else like that right now. I mean, Ja, they, he could be a villain, but you also got to win. Yes. You got to win something for people to care, for people to hate-watch. You have to win. So yes. I think it's a very interesting time for the NBA. Absolutely. Uh, Larry Kruger, real quick. Come on, I'll hop hey, in hey, on this hey. conversation. How you doing, Larry? Bright and early. Good Bright to see you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a nice weekend. Nice holiday weekend. You know, I did. I really did. Um, didn't do a whole lot. Okay. You know, but a lot of youth sports. Nice. What kind of sports are we playing right now? Flag football, oh, youth yeah. basketball, and baseball. Oh, there well, you go. I got the three. smorgasbord right there. Yeah, what's the go. What's the easiest watch for you right now when it comes to little kids playing that? Uh, I kind of like the flag football. Okay. You know, uh, it's kind of fun to watch. Because you have to throw it, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You could throw underneath or you could throw downfield. Okay. But, yeah. You know, it's kind of like seven on seven. Well, of. sure. Because my little nephew, when he was playing and we would go to the games, it was just a running play. Because he was playing tackle. Right. Just a running play every single time. I mean, the, we, the, the league that my kids in, it's, it's, you know, they play over at Los Lomas mm-hmm. High School in uh, Walnut Creek. And it's, it's a kind of, you know, they do some passing, but it's good. It's good. I mean, it's like, you know, the beginning of football kind of teaches the kids how to flow. For there sure. was one kid, though, who was like body tackling everybody. Oh, and you got the other coach losing his mind. Oh, and, you know, it was, it was drama. Well, that, <laughs> that's good drama. Because I have par for the course. I have a three year old son, and me and my, we have actually had a conversation about this. Like, my, like, my missus, like, she does not want him playing tackle football. Like she's like legitimately at three because he is kind of young. Yes, that's like that's young. But like we're thinking of like when he gets older, stuff. Like I was like, hey, like in high school, if he wants to play, that's fine. But I'm but I've listened to like 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 Kurt Warner and guys like that say like, listen, these kids don't need to be playing tackle football until high school. Yeah. So like until then, like flag football all the way. I'm I'm totally for that. Like and I played pee wee football and I got my bell rung. Bell rung. Concussed multiple times. <laughs> well, you're like not, you're, was, you're not getting peewee football is for dad. Yes. It's not for it's not Thank for the you. kid. Yes, it's like look, I get to see my kid run around yeah. in a helmet. I mean, if you love it, God bless you. If you if it's your, if it's your bag, God bless you. But yet, what you just said is my experience as well. If you talk to a, a number of NFL players, they'll tell you that they're big proponents of football, but they don't believe that you should play before high school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I, kind of the consensus. Well, then we've yeah. seen all the brain injury and stuff like that. Well, yeah, not, not a fun note to leave this on, but I'll leave it to Alan Styles and Larry Kruger again, live and local all day here today, 95-7 the game. They're going to take you to 10 o'clock, and then I cannot wait for Mark Willard and Matt Steinmetz and that just glorious matchup there, and then Whitey Gleason and Ray Ratto from 2 to 6. Uh, Larry Kruger, Alan Styles coming up next here. Morning roast villains for Bonte and Joe Shasky, 95-7 the game.